You're listening to the Reality Steve Podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all your latest info and behind-the-scenes juice on Rachel's season and interviewing all your favorite past Bachelor and Bachelorette contestants. Now, here's Reality Steve. Number 38, I am your host, Reality Steve. This is um, this is going to be a different podcast because for the first time in 38 podcasts, my guest is sitting a foot away from me uh, because she is local. She is a Dallas girl. Um, I've known her for coming up on a year now, I believe. We'll get to that in a moment. But So this is going to be one of those special podcasts, you know, how they do like on a special episode of Grey's Anatomy. We have a special episode now because I have a guest right here in my living room. It is, she is a former Dallas Cowboy cheerleader. Uh, you saw her first last season on The Real Housewives of Dallas. The second season starts this Monday, August 14th on Bravo. She is that fiery redhead we all know and love. It is Brandy Redman. Brandy, thanks for joining me. Hey, hey, hey. You know I love you too. <laughs> so, you know what's funny? Let's talk about how we met. Um, it was <laughs> it was right around. I want to say it was like a year ago because it was my, um, it was my reality C fan appreciation party in 2016, and I was on the plane back. And my party last year was July 29th, so we're literally almost one year to yeah, the date. We are. It's our anniversary. Yes, it is. <laughs> and we, uh, I'm on the plane and I'm just minding my own business. And one thing you got to know about me is I, I'm a snob about two things, flying and hotel rooms. I need space in my hotel rooms. And when I fly, I need my space. So I either only fly first class or I fly exit row window. And so I'm sitting there exit row window. And I'm usually one of the first ones on the plane because I'm a gold member on American Airlines as I continue to brag about myself. Um, and I'm sitting there. And every time I'm on a plane first, I'm always looking at the people coming out. And I'm like, oh God, who's who's going to be sitting next to me this flight? Who is it? <laughs> and I see two redheaded people and I'm thinking, God, they look familiar. And you sat down and I was like, holy shit, that's the Brandy girl. And I had just, I had literally, because this was July. So season one of Housewives was airing. And I'm like, I know them. I go, I'm almost positive that's her. And- and it was you and, and Brian. And you sat next to me. You were middle seat. Brian was aisle. And you and I talked the whole flight home. The whole flight. That's and right. I know that you were hungover. You were you were also <laughs> you were also very sad. Like I, I felt bad because I knew that you wanted to probably get some sleep or whatever, but you also were very sad because your dog had recently passed. Or that's right. Wasn't Thank it? Thank you for yes. And we I remember and we I, talked about that because my dog had died about six yes, months earlier. Yes, um yes. So that's how we met. Um, since then, we've been in touch. We've hung out in Plano. We've uh, had some Jesus Juice parties at your house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's just get started. That's how that's how we met. Um, do you remember? Obviously, you remembered that. But um, how was it for you when meeting me on that flight? <laughs> well, I think I recall. I, well, you know that I recall saying, "Oh my gosh." 
as soon as I heard who you were, yeah. and you, I was like, oh my gosh, my sister-in-law is obsessed with you. And by the way, your sister-in-law, Lauren, is sitting right next to us right now. <laughs> She's, hi, Lauren. Hi, Lauren. Brian's, Brian's sister is here, uh, along with her friend. Yes, Martha. Martha's here hi. as well. So we have a little audience. Like, we do. If you guys want to like cheer or clap or like give a woo-woo or for anything during this interview, <laughs> feel free. It's like one big party. By the way, we are also both drinking wine right now yes, as we well are. because Cheers. there's no way there's no way we're going to do I an know. interview with Brandy Redman and I not know. have wine in our hands. No, but that's one of the things that I I love about you, Steve, is that you are just so you're such a giving and loving person, and you you open up your heart and your mind, and you listen to people and what they have to say, and I think that's a gift. And I think that you, you know. It hurts to hear the truth sometimes, but I think they're, you're a very truthful person. And when you put yourself out there to, to speak your mind about what's going on and what you're, what you're relaying a message about, yeah. I think people love you and appreciate you for that. And well, thank you're, you. And hey, and you're like a 99.9% accurate. Yeah. Or are you 100% accurate? Not 100. I've been wrong a few times. Hell, I was wrong at the beginning of this season. Like when I, when Rachel's season first started, when I released my first spoiler for this season, it was on May 16th. I said that she was engaged uh, to Peter. And that was the information that was given to me. I kind of questioned it at the time in my own mind because there the other things I was hearing was like, I don't think that's it. But, you know, I went with it. And then I changed it on uh, June 6th. So it's to that she's engaged to Brian. And that's who um, we saw her get engaged to this uh, past Monday night. So I'm not really worried about that. Um, in terms of, of course, I'd like to be right the first time, but mm-hmm. as long as I get it right, I'm, I'm happy. But I appreciate you saying that. It was, it was really cool to meet you uh, and to meet Brian because it was right in the middle of the season. It was... Yeah, we were in our, we were in all of our, um, I guess, uh, negotiation period. Yeah. And I had opened up to you about that. But yeah, yeah and I will say that Steve knows a lot about me and Brian, and he's never spoiled a thing. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. Like, everyone like, knows me. He knows my kids. Guy. My, I mean, he knows my family. He knows where I live, and he does not spoil a thing. I've he's played, a good friend. I've played games with Brooklyn and Brinkley at the house. <laughs> I can't remember what we played last time I was there, but it, they were... He's fed the rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, it's been a year now, and, you know... We've seen each other on a few occasions, and I was just like, season two is starting up on Monday. Perfect time to bring Brandy on to promote the season. But before we get to that, let's um, let's talk a little bit about your career and just growing up. You are a are you a born and raised Dallas or Austin girl or where are you? I'm actually considered a military brat. My father oh. was in the Navy, and I was born in Millington, Tennessee, and Justin Timberlake was too, so, you know. Okay. But, <laughs> so you and JT are tight? <laughs> no, I don't know him, but I'd like to <laughs> in many ways, no. <laughs> yeah, but um, no, and so I was um, born, uh, my family, obviously my parents were teen kids when they had me and my brother, and, you know, so I've kind of lived all over. I can... I mean, I've lived in Kansas, I've lived in Mississippi, Tennessee, Florida, and just all over the place. And um, But we kind of settled when I was in junior high in Texas, in Austin, Texas. In Austin. I knew there was an Austin in there somewhere. Yes. Okay. In Austin, Texas, I was in sixth, seventh grade, and and that's where I met my husband now. Yes. The... Um 
the long relationship with with Brian. That is so crazy to me. Like that you guys have been together as long as you have. That's I mean it's awesome. Um, but we'll yeah we'll get to Brian um, later on in the podcast. But I what I did want to talk about. I think maybe so. If you watched season one, everybody knows you are a former Dallas Cowboy cheerleader. Yes. I want you to talk about that a little bit because I don't think people outside of Texas really really understand how big of a deal being a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader is. I know growing up in Southern California, the first females that I was exposed to on television, mm-hmm. well, two groups of them, the Laker girls and the Dallas Cowboy cheerleader. I was a football fan growing up, and they were the only ones that ever got attention of any of the NFL teams. It's like you knew – It was the uniform, the iconic uniform, playing at Texas Stadium, the star at midfield. Like, it was such a big deal. So how did you get involved? Were you, once you moved to Texas and were growing up there, is it something you always wanted to be? My family, even though I was, um, my family, both my mother and father are from Tennessee, and I grew up a Cowboys fan. So as soon as we moved to Texas, that's all we did was watch the Dallas Cowboys, wherever we lived, and we were ultimate Cowboy fans. And when we moved to Texas, I just always said, since I was a little girl, that I was going to be a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. And I didn't have, obviously, my family was in the military, and we didn't have the money or the means to you know, put me into training. I didn't take dance. I didn't take gymnastics. And then once I was in high school, and my father finally settled in Texas. You know, he had a little bit of money. He started his own company. And I started to really focus on what I wanted to do. And um, so I first I became a cheerleader for Blinn College. I was a captain there. I was on a full scholarship for two years at Blinn College. Cheerleading scholarship? A cheerleading scholarship, yes. Wow. Where, I, where you tumble and people throw you up in the air and all that kind of stuff. So I did that first. And then I tried out for the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. And when I went, I was unfortunately kind of thrown completely for a loop because I had no idea, even though I watched the games and I watched the cheerleaders, I had no idea it was more so dance. And I had really focused on the gymnastics side and yeah, stunting with a partner and that kind of stuff. So um, I was, I did not make it my first year. I did not make it. But I sat there and I watched the girls that did make it, knowing that they, they were standing out and they were exactly what they were looking for. So that entire year after I didn't make it, I actually took classes at UT and the dance, dance program. Yeah. Right. I took classes. I tried to figure out what it was to make me stand out. And I went back the following year and I made it all the way. I was actually number two in the tryout process to the, in the finals. <sighs> Wow. How about that? Congratulations. Well, I mean, that's that's cool because, you know, you get cut and then you come back a year later and make right. it like that's got to that's got to have well, been satisfying. Just, yeah. No, I think it's like something that I knew I always wanted to do. And I think if you put your mind to it and you see I do have the potential, I just don't have what it takes right now. And I think anybody can do it. It's it's all about determination and Putting your mind and your heart to it. And how many years did you do it? I cheered for the Cowboys for five years. I did leave. What years were they? I cheered from 2000 to 2006. But in that, I took a year off to marry my husband and to focus on him. And then I did all-star years after that. Which are all-star years or what? 
all-star years or after you've retired and you have to have been a captain and um, so they ask you to come back and you don't audition, but they ask you to wear the uniform and do appearances, performances, um, tours and whatnot when the current girls are not available. And nobody knows the difference really. So you would actually for that all-star season would get on the field for some games and be part of it? You don't cheer because the, the, the actual current cheerleaders perform the game, but we would do performances outside the stadiums. We would go to oh. suites and visit them and perform. And we would do, when the girls had to practice, we would go do their appearances when they were during rehearsals and, and USO tours if they had to be at home for games. And so you did it for five, six years total, but cheered for five because you took a year off. And you told me that, what was it? You did the pilot season of the DCC television show. But the very first season of making the team, is that what it's called? Making the team? Making the team. Making the team. The very first season that aired was the year after you had left. So when you pitched the show to get it to... CM was it is on CMT? CMT. Yeah. They actually the pilot season did air. Oh, it did air. It okay. Did so air. you were in the, you were on that season. We were on that season, but they did not start season 1 until the following season. Gotcha. And that and you were off the team at that point. I was off or, the team. Now when you say off the team, did you get cut or were you is it just you decided not to do it anymore? I decided not to do it. You know, I'd done it for 5 years. I had a very successful time when I was there. I I was a captain for several years and I had been a part of their calendar and I had traveled and done USO tours. And I really, I mean, it was an amazing experience. And really, I dedicated my heart and soul to being a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. It's so hard to make it. And I think when it's a dream of yours, you put everything into it. And, And really to the point where I put that first over my family and my, you know, and, and that's why my husband even noticed because for the first three years, of being a cheerleader, I completely put that first. So I had to stay, take a step back and focus on getting married and, and, you know, all the good stuff that goes with that to make him feel like he was a priority because he had moved to Dallas to be with me. He had, you know, started a career here in Dallas. And, and so it was important to do that. Now with saying that I, went to the Thanksgiving game with my family. We have, my husband's family has always had season tickets for Thanksgiving and it's like been a tradition that we get together and all go to the game. And I went to the Thanksgiving game with my family after being married and I just bawled because I still wanted to be out there and I had already cheered for three years and now here I am bawling. And my husband looked at me and said, if you want to do it again, you Absolutely should. You have my blessing. And you went back and did two more years. I went back and did two more years. I think people don't realize this when it comes to cheering for sports teams. I know this because I've spoken to a couple Mavericks cheerleaders in the past. And you have to retry out every year. You have to retry out every year. So if you're on the team, like you're not automatically, even if you're like great or whatever, um, you have to reach, you're not guaranteed anything. It's a year to year contract, right? And what's crazy about it is, you know, being a veteran returning right after you've finished a completed a year, when you return, you 
get to go a bid to finals. And so that's kind of a nice thing. But for me, when I went back, you have to start all over again. Oh, you don't have. And so, and everybody kind of in that kind of industry, everybody knows who you are. They know that you're returning and it's kind of, you know, a big deal. But they, (laughs) but even though you got, had to start over, they knew, I mean, the people that were judging, did they know that you were a three year letterman or whatever you want? What's it called? A letterman? I was, I was, at the time, the current cover of the calendar. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I mean, how about that? So how so what? How old were you during the the your years on that? Uh, was, my my first year, twenty one, and yeah. So what's the youngest they'll go for a cheerleader? They they accept girls at eighteen, and there's no age Do limit. They? Oh, but eighteen, you have to be eighteen the time of auditions. And I mean, it's an incredible organization. I think that they've done yeah. an amazing job with it. It's it's obviously iconic. They're it, the most known cheerleaders is, in any sport. You know, and it's, I mean, it's a little crazy because I'm not going to lie that I, every time I'm around Judy and Kelly to this day, it makes me a little bit nervous. Like, are they looking at me? Do I look fat? <laughs> like, did I walk okay? I mean, it's, they are, you know, they've, they've built something that is, that's like none other. Okay, unfortunately, you're going to have to sit through a, a couple ads that I have to read. Okay. Usually, I just insert those, but have a sip. I'm going to, I need to talk about Audible real quick. Um, Audible is an advertiser for today's show. Uh, the content includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, comedy, and more from the leading publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, and business information providers. Unlike a streaming or rental service with Audible, you own your own books. You can access them anytime, anywhere from any device, including iPhone, iPad, Android, Amazon Fire tablets, or Windows Phone. Plus, thanks to the Great Listen Guarantee, if you don't like your title, you can swap it for a new one. Not to mention, Audible channels give you a collection of exclusive originals, short stories, and comedy, so you always have something new to listen to. In fact, for me, um, I use it to listen to usually comedy stuff. And the most recent one I listened to was I can't make this up by Kevin Hart because Kevin Hart wrote a book and I remember reading some of it in Barnes and Noble. I'm like, I just don't get the, um, it's not as good if, if I'm not hearing it coming out of Kevin Hart's voice. So I got it on audible and it sounds way better listening to a comedian. Other books, by all means you can, maybe it doesn't have the same effect, but for me hearing Kevin Hart's, I can't make this up book on, on audible was great. So Get a free audiobook with a 30-day trial at www.audible.com backslash Steve. That's www.audible.com backslash Steve, S-T-E-V-E, for a free audiobook with your 30-day trial. Okay, Brandy, we're back to you. Um, I want to talk a little bit about your schedule as a DCC. I think people really, not only do they understand maybe how big it is, especially out here, uh, a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader, but the amount of work that goes into what you do is pretty incredible. So in your heyday, when you were doing that, talk about your, basically your Monday through Friday schedule of being a cheerleader, what you had to do. Obviously you have another job. This isn't a full-time job. I think some people think being a cheerleader is a full-time job. Uh, no, no it is <laughs> they pay peanuts. Not. It's not a full-time job. And that's one of the things that the organization has actually done a really good job of kind of, 
making sure that you're really doing it for the right reasons. And a lot of girls, um, you know, they come in and they have this dream of being a cheerleader and they don't realize what all goes into it. I mean, it is a full-time commitment, but it's not a full-time job. And so when they get there, it is like you are required to either be a full-time student, some are mothers or have a full-time job or kind of mix it up a little bit, but it is, it's, it's something that you have to do because you love it and it's not, you don't get paid you know, as a full-time job, there are opportunities to make money, but it's, you know, you kind of have to stick around a little bit for those opportunities. Um, but the schedule itself, it is insane, but you get so used to it and your body just, it becomes such a natural thing. We typically obviously have games on Sundays or Monday nights. And, um, so you, truly we kind of have Mondays off and I'm, th- I'm speaking like it's a current thing right now for yeah. me because it's not. Um, but um, they, and then they start rehearsals Tuesday, Tuesday through Friday. It's um, the girls usually get to the field around, oh my gosh, starting anywhere from five to six, but rehearsals actually start at seven and they go anywhere from 11 midnight. Uh, when they're done with you, they're, done with you but it's it's hard i mean it, it truly well, is especially hard. if you're working a job or being a student during the day and then basically from six to ten eleven every night yeah so you have practice right there's the four groups that rotate the corners and whenever they're they're captains they call them group leaders they say okay let's get together and we'll go over the you know the little quarter changes which is the dance when they are about to yeah the changes in the quarters. Um, so they get together and they try to perfect those. And if there's somebody out that's missing or whatever, but they just want to make sure that it's solid. And um, so that usually starts, you know, before actual rehearsal starts. So you have practice before practice. Ugh. And there's also some training that goes involved. Um, Jay Johnson, which is, he's amazing. And he is a military boot camp guy that we have all loved and admired and him and his wife, they've just done amazing things with the girls and training. And he, he's somebody that the girls can go to if they feel like, Oh, my weight's off or they kind of are getting checked for their weight or whatever it might be. And he's just their go-to for let's work on this. And he's, you know, he, he really is just a, an amazing person. I've heard this when it's come to being a cheerleader or dancer on a team, like, you have to make weight, don't you? You do. Um, you know, things could have changed. It's obviously been a few years yeah. since I cheered, but um, you, they weigh you at auditions. And then from auditions, they could possibly take somebody that would be overweight or, um, you know, not quite look the way they want or not quite, I mean, whatever it might be. And then they can take somebody and they can make them into what they want. Yeah. If they don't weigh what they want, they can say, hey, we're going to give you a grace period and let's work on this. And they give them the means to work on it to to make the team. And the same thing with a look. They could change somebody from dyeing their hair or giving them a makeover. And that person may turn into, you know, their cover model. You know, you just never know. Um, but yeah, they and then they weigh you. At, How often are you weighed? Uh, you like every game you're weighed. Um, Whoa! Every game, and it was nobody wanted to eat. Before. If you if you didn't make weight before a game, would they pull you right there and say you're not cheering today? 
Well, no, they're not okay. that harsh. Okay. But what they would do is they weigh you. Normally, we would have because you're weighed you're weighed quite a bit, and you know during the before the games they would weigh you, and sometimes just after the games you just really never know. It's kind of like a head game a little bit because you wow. never know when are you going to get weighed. So yeah. it's important to just look your best. Wow, that's got to be a little bit. That's going to be tough a little bit, right? Like it's it's definitely. I will almost, say that, almost like bad on your self esteem. I don't know. It just seems well, like gosh. You know, it is. It definitely. I would say that it was always nice because we'd always practice on the field before the game and run yeah. through everything. So it was always nice if they did weigh us before then, because then you could feel like, okay, I'm going to eat and drink as much as I can before you hit the field. But if they didn't, sometimes you wouldn't eat and drink a whole lot and then hit the field and your energy wouldn't be as good. So, but that's... Do they ever do something where, especially in any given season, will they decide women for the team, like, try and divvy it up, like, hair color-wise? Like, I don't think we'll ever see... Like, would you ever see a season where 80% of the girls are blonde or 80% of the girls are brunette? No, no right? No, 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 They, they definitely really want a mixture. Good. They do a really good job. I will say that that organization has done such an amazing job with trying to make somebody for everybody. They... All the women are different. There's different sizes, shapes, different hair colors, different ethnicities. Like they really do an amazing job to make somebody for everybody. And that's what's, I feel like is the best thing about it is that, you know, there it's, and that's also, it opens up to anybody that wants to be one. There is an opportunity there. I mean, unless, you know, talk about some of the creepers because I know being a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader, there's got to be. I mean, social media wasn't as big back when you were doing it. There was no Instagram. Right. There was no Twitter. You probably were, it was a lot harder to get a hold of you or whatever. But there had to have been fans that might have, whether it's signed my calendar that they got or whatever. Did you ever have any bad experiences with a stalker slash creeper or anything like that? I did. Uh-oh. I did, yes. Yes. And yeah, social media was not big at all. And it started to become something towards the end of my career as a DCC. And they were encouraging us to stay off of social media for those reasons, for the weirdos. And and we used to cheer by our first and last name. And now I believe the girls just cheer by their first name and maybe last initial, maybe last initial. I know it's not first and last name. yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So I feel like it's changed quite a bit. Um, but yeah, no, I definitely had some weirdos. <laughs> like, are we talking following you to your car or showing up at your I apartment? Did. Or what? what? I oh mm. gosh, I, I, yeah, it's so crazy because as we're saying that, I'm like, I think of his name. But um, you don't yes, need to. I you did. don't need to mention his name. He might be listening. No, I will not mention oh. his name. But I will say that he reached out to me. I was at the mall. My car got hit. And there was, um, my card basically, anyways, car got hit and I received fan mail saying, I know. And he had been sending me fan mail quite a bit over the years. And he's, he was saying that he knew who hit me if I could meet him at a place. Oh boy. Yeah. So this fan mail that you got from him, was it like 
scary fan mail? Um, was it, you know, if was I had it appearances, sexual fan mail? It was never sexual, but okay. if I had appearances, if I had appearances and there were other cheerleaders there, say I was at, you know, a grocery store or whatever it might be, he would come through the line and only get my autograph so, and then keep moving. <laughs> so I'm sure you, you had to report him at some, like, at some point you were like, okay, this is a little bit creepy and reported him to superiors or something. Or what did you do? Oh, gosh. Yeah, no, I did. I did to the organization, okay. and then they just quit giving me his fan mail. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> but that was it. <laughs> All right. You're lucky that you your career in DCC was well before um, the advent of, like, Snapchat, Twitter, yeah, Instagram, because... It's funny because I just recorded a podcast, which people will hear next week, uh, in regards to I was talking to one of the Bachelor girls who will be the podcast guest next week. And I was talking about kind of brought up the same thing. Like if you dealt with now that you've got this, you know, fame creepers, either from the franchise or outside. And like she's like, oh, yeah, like some of the messages that you get, it's just, you know, whether it's a random Twitter account or Instagram account and just we got to talking about dick pics and she goes, it's just nonstop. Like, well, they, they, is. it's like, <laughs> that's yeah, that's a new level. If it, yeah, if it was, I'm telling you, I guarantee, I mean, I bet you if you spoke to some of the girls now, there's gotta be DCC cause they got, they all have Twitter accounts. I yeah, think most of them true. do. Yeah. And I didn't really, like, I didn't realize this was a thing. I mean, I, I knew guys did that, but I was shocked to hear how frequent it is. And so we got into this discussion so about like the girls term for that. Is it clip pick? <laughs> like because Well, I don't think that's not a girl thing to do. Well, okay. <laughs> I don't get a lot of dip picks. Yeah, so. okay. No, I, I I'm sure you don't, but what I'm saying is that it once I got into this topic, it's kind of fascinating because I'm I'm older. I don't do that kind of thing, but I know it goes on with the younger right. generation. And I'm, so I'm asking this. So I'm like, okay, so wait a second. Like we actually, we actually, we had some of this conversation off air, but it was almost like, so a random guy will just either on Snapchat or in your Instagram mail or Twitter, you'll just open it up and it'll be a dick pic. And they're like, yeah, I'm like, do they send like a, a message with it? Like, Hey, you want some of this do or they? yeah. She goes, No. Sometimes well, they don't. That's it's just when you start going, um, you are a little like, <laughs> like maybe one inch small and yeah. like hairy. And I think I see a wart. So no. Yeah. I like, can't. You, I, she should start criticizing them. I, I, I got to have Ladies, another. I got to have getting dick pics. Just start criticizing. Yeah. I've got to get a DCC girl, a current DCC girl on and ask her if she's ever gotten dick pics. She mm. had to. Have. I have one for you. I'll send it through you. A dick pic? Well, I don't have no. a dick pic for you. <laughs> I don't have that. Oh, you have, you have a, you, uh, a girl from those. Yes. I met them when I did. A, I told you, I think I texted you this the morning it happened. When I was on Good Morning Texas, I want to say six months ago, it was during Nick's season. Um, I was in the green room just waiting to come on. And this was, yeah, it, was, it would have been in January. So when the Cowboys were coming up in their first playoff game uh, this year against Green Bay. And the girls were in studio to do a cheer but they were in the green room waiting with me and I'm just sitting there and I've got eight DCC girls who are just 
bombshells and I'm sitting there just on my phone. I'm like, I didn't want to be like that weird dude. Like, Oh my God. But one of the girls, there were a couple girls there that kept kind of glancing over at me and I didn't know why. And then they came, they came up to me and said, Hey, can we get a picture with you? Like, aren't you reality Steve? And then I was like, Oh, like I thought that was really cool. Like it was, it was really weird because I should have been the one fawning all over them and just been like, Oh my God, can I get a picture with the DC Seagulls? But yeah, two of them came up to me that were big fans. They had read oh, my site. I see. And I'm trying to remember what her name was. Uh, if she's listening right now, I apologize. But I think she's like the captain, or she was last year. Do you know who the captain was? Uh, there's four. Oh, so. crap. Uh, she was definitely the, at, at least, you know what? She might have been the leader for that particular group that was there that yeah, day. Yeah, I'm sure she was. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would know her if I saw her. I want to say her name is Charlotte. No, not Charlotte. Ah, crap. Sorry. Um. Anyway. Sorry. So yeah, but yeah, that's that's a thing now. The yeah. dick pick, and uh, it's unfortunate because yeah, that is so know. bizarre. I mean, if you're 18, I guess that would be a cool thing to do. But yeah, I'm 42. I'm not sending that stuff out anyway. Well, okay, I mean, you could. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I could. Okay, let's uh, let let me read this last ad, and then we're gonna the rest of the interview is gonna be commercial free. How about that? <laughs> um, okay, we got to talk about Psychic Source. Um. I think we can all agree that love is confusing as hell. Wouldn't it be nice to have a personal advisor at your fingertips, Brandy? The psychics at Psychic Source are extremely confident they'll get your questions answered. Take it from their spokesperson, Tori Spelling, who's openly relied on their guidance for quite some time now. It's nice to know who's it's nice to know what's coming and be able to talk things through without someone with someone that's unbiased, not to mention they're willing to give you a discounted introductory rate of seventy five cents a minute, plus the first three minutes and guide to psychic readings free. So try out a private confidential phone call or online chat anytime, 24-7. If you're not happy, they'll refund you so you have nothing to lose. Not sure where to start? Their customer care agents are available around the clock to match your personality with a gifted psychic advisor, or you can browse PsychicSource.com to check them out before you create an account. Take a chance. That could change your life. Try Psychic Source for just 75 cents a minute and get your first three minutes and guide to a psychic reading free. Just mention promo code Steve. When you call 844-897-8206 or sign up online at psychicsource.com. I think, Brandy, you need to call Psychic yeah, Source to find out what's coming up on season two of Real House. Well, you I already do. know. You guys have already filmed it, obviously. You know. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's now get into the <laughs> Real Housewives of Dallas portion of this podcast. It starts on Monday on Bravo. You guys had season one that ran last summer, right? Basically June to August-ish. We ran, yeah. We were actually um, August to, oh, I'm sorry, April to June. Was it, it started in April? It started in April, yeah. Oh, okay. April to June. Okay, so I so when I saw you on the plane, it was after the season had ended. For some reason, I thought it was still going. <laughs> thought it was still going. Okay. Where do I start with this with you? How did this all come about for you? Like, from what I had heard, tell me if this is true. This was a show being filmed about Dallas socialites, and then they turned it into a Housewives franchise? Or no? I, I, whatever the case may be. How did the thing is, how did you get involved? Like, did you see an ad somewhere, or somebody, an agency came to you, or. How do you get involved in something like this? How did you get to be on the show? No, you know, um, 
Ah, gosh, it's it's crazy because I actually had been approached several times actually with our family and everything um, in previous years about being a housewife that they're possibly casting for. Okay. And it's something that we never really took seriously. And so we had um, a friend that they were looking at because they were trying to make it about a um, a show about women that were trying to make it in Dallas and that had businesses and they were trying to launch things and do all this stuff. Okay. And the individual that came to give my name and Stephanie's name said, you should really look at my girlfriends. They're hilarious and you know, whatever. So when they interviewed the first thing that I said, I was like, I'm not trying to make anything in Dallas. The only thing that I know how to make are beds. And <laughs> yeah, so I just wasn't really fit for the mold, but I still went through like the interview and it was just a phone interview. Well, the next thing I know, they're saying, Hey, I was headed to Nashville for a bachelorette party. And they said, Hey, we're coming in town. We really want to see you. And I'm like, Oh, I'm going to Nashville for one of my girlfriend's bachelorette. And they said, Okay, well, we'll wait until you get back. And so they did. And then I literally went in, interviewed, Stephanie interviewed, and we pretty much got greenlit right away. But we really didn't understand what the concept of the show was. And the only thing that I knew is that I, I wasn't trying to start a business. I wasn't trying to do anything. I mean, I do. I mean, I am a housewife yeah. and I'm not, I'm not shy about it. I own it, admit it. I, I mean, that's, that is my life. I, before my children, I, you know, I was the Dallas Cowboys cheerleader and, and then, and before that, I, you know, I worked for the Department of Defense and I had a top secret security clearance and I worked and I traveled all over working for NASA telemetry and aerospace defense. And then I, you know, I started having children and I still worked. And then it, and I took my, Brian would come with me when I had big jobs to do and, um, and travel with Brooklyn. And then once I got pregnant with Brinkley, I, I basically retired. And so when they're doing this, did you even know at this time when you said it was greenlit, did you know this was Bravo that was doing this? I knew it was Bravo. Okay. We had a conversation with Bravo and they came out, they looked at our homes to see if we legitimately were who we said we were. And I will say that when they came back to, to, they were so serious about us. Brian and I were celebrating our anniversary and we were staying at the Ritz in Dallas and they called and that the night that Brian and I were out celebrating and they said, we really want to see you tomorrow morning. And we were supposed to head to the Cowboys game. And then I was like, Brian, they want to see me again. And he said, why don't you go? Like, not a big deal. And he was all about it, you know? And I was like, okay, well, truth be told, he probably just wanted to go to the game and hang out with his buddies. He'd already spent the night with me. So, <laughs> so he said, yes, go for it, go do it, whatever. And he probably thought that it was not going to be, be anything at all. Yeah. So I go to this, I think it was, I'd already done a phone interview and then one in-person interview with Bravo. And this was like a final deal and it was out of the blue. And so I went and then the next thing I know it's greenlit and Brian was like, yeah, you should do it. That's great. And then he's like, when it got greenlit and I got a contract in my hand, he started going, wait, <laughs> wait a minute. 
this is not I, – I never thought this was really going to happen. What are you doing? So he kind of started backtracking a little bit. <laughs> and so was there a chance you almost didn't do it because he didn't want you to or he didn't want to be a part of it? I almost didn't do it. Like We went in and tried to figure out ways to – Hey, can she use her maiden name? Can she be Brandy Nace on the show? And, you know, he, Brian has a very successful company and it's, he's very proud of it. And, and I get it that there's definitely, you know, there's obstacles that you have to go through when you're trying to protect a brand and go there. And I mean, and Brian knows I'm, I mean, I'm not the, <laughs> I'm definitely somebody that speaks their mind and I'm like somebody that, has a lot. I mean, at his Christmas party, I'm the person under the table texting people that, why are you not here? So, (laughs) so he knows that I'm a little bit, you know, but he loves me. He wouldn't love me. (laughs) So, you know, so I think it's like for him, he was just trying to make sure that it was, it was a balanced and right decision. And we, he was trying to think of a way for me to do it without his company and his name to be involved originally. Yeah. And obviously we know that didn't happen because that did not happen. <laughs> the first season, there was a, a lot of talk about that. Were you a fan of the shows before it started? Did you watch the other Real Housewives? It is so funny. I actually, I didn't, so I didn't watch the Housewives. And then you remember when the new stadium was, I was actually an all-star when the new stadium was built. Okay. But um, um, I wasn't working. And when it first was built, a bunch of group of girls we went and you know how Jerry Jones oversold the stadium. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yes. And so we went as girlfriends just to and Brian has season tickets, but I went with my girlfriends and we couldn't even it was like a madhouse. You couldn't even like see or pushing people. So we decided to go and just go to a local bar, have drinks and sit at a table. And one of the girls brought up the housewives and what would your tagline be? And so what's crazy is I was like, what is the housewives? And I started asking and they were telling me about the housewives. And this was, what year was that stadium? Like 2000? That would have been, God, when did they open AT&T? 2007? I I think so. Yeah, I want to say it's been here. 2007? I'll I'll look it up. You tell your story. But I ultimately came out with the most amazing tagline and I'm so mad at Andy Cohen right now because he did not pick my tagline, which leads me to the message that I just recently sent him. Oh. <laughs> um, by the way, uh, AT&T Stadium opened May 27th of 2009. 2009. So it would have oh. been nine. It would have been nine when the season okay. opened. Yeah. So I did not start watching Housewives until then. And okay. then I was... So what's this, ta- what's this tagline? Well, I don't know if I should tell you because I'm still holding out. Oh, okay. No, that's fine. <laughs> But I know what my current tagline is. <laughs> what is your current tagline? I well, I can't say until they announce it. But oh. but I will say that my tagline that is amazing. But okay. they it's but the one they have is good too. When watching season one of Real Housewives last season, a lot you were one of the. I mean, there's there was obviously five main girls. It was mm-hmm. you, Stephanie Holman, Carrie Duber, Leanne Locken, and Tiffany Hendra. Um, from what I remember, I mean, I watched the show last season, but it was, you know, it was a year ago. I don't remember details or I remember bits and pieces of stuff and and whatnot. But the biggest thing that I remember is they focused a lot about you on you and you were somebody that gave the best 
whatever, ITMs, confessionals. I don't know what it's called for you guys. What, what is it called? What do you guys call it? Confessionals. Confessionals. Yeah. Okay. For Bachelor and Bachelorette, it's called ITMs in the moment. So they focused a lot about y- on you and your family, um, so much so to the fact that they made it seem like you and Brian's marriage was a disaster. I don't know about disaster, but not as good as – because when I met you guys, again, the only the only thing I knew about your relationship with Brian your was what I had seen on TV. I didn't know anything about you guys. And I met you guys on the plane. I talked to you. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> again, reality TV does its magic because I was like, this isn't what it is. Like you guys were normal and, and whatnot. But was that hard to go through that last year? Because essentially – they made it seem like you guys were getting divorced at the end of season one. Yeah, you know, it was hard. I, you know, like any relationship, I think that Brian and I, before children, we we were crazy. Like, we had so much fun. We lived a lifestyle that is not kid-friendly. Yeah. And, and I'm not afraid to admit that. And, you know, and for us, when we chose to have children, we chose not to have a lifestyle where we went to adult establishments and we, you know, and then for the show, I, I did something that hurt him. And was that I, the strip, was that the strip club episode? It was the strip club. Yeah. I mean, not only did I go to a strip club, but I danced with a stripper and that's eh, <laughs> whatever. I mean, in the Nothing moment, in the <clears throat> moment I was thinking, I just want to show off and try to be the best little dancer I can be with the stripper and he's hot. And like, I was just thinking of everything possible that is opposite of my husband. <laughs> <laughs> and then, I mean, I will act that way in the bedroom with Brian, okay, but yeah. I would, you know, whatever. <laughs> but I will say that I, I made a mistake and I, I definitely, I, you know, I, he didn't I, want you going there. He didn't want me going there. He didn't know that I went there. I told him. Oh, that's right. And that's right. I did tell him, and he was very upset, like very, very upset. I had done something that I hold him accountable for, and that's, you know, you know, just respecting our marriage. And, and plus he knew it was going to air on TV as and well. And then it airs on TV, and it brings a whole different level. Yeah. And, you know, and I will say that I was with, I was with my girlfriends. We were having so much fun. We were drinking. And I completely, and you know what? And part of it is that Brian and I do have such a great relationship that the first thing I did was I went and told on myself. Yeah. I mean, I could have not told on myself and then betted on the chances of it not airing. Yeah. But you know what? I told on myself, but it did. It did. It spiraled into a, a, a sure storyline of. You know, me being honest with him and then him not wanting to film even more because he was upset with me and just the entire thing just, you know, it just went out of control and it made great TV. But I will say that because I was honest with him and the show, when the show aired, he was okay. He was, he was calm. He was like, you know what? And, but I, when I, at the reunion, when Andy asked about the whole divorce stuff and it was something that he brought up. Like if you are going to have this type of behavior, like he loves me and accepts me for who I am. But if I'm going to have a type of behavior that is not coincide with what I expect out of him, then he, he said, then we shouldn't be together. And I totally agree with him because I expect the same out of him. Well, I think that it was something, you know, watching season one, Brian just seemed like he didn't want to be on the show. Like it was kind of 
that was it just seemed like he never wanted to be a part of it um and they edited it in a way to make it seem like he was just man this sucks and i don't want to be here and he was always um he always had a business trip going on and it mm-hmm. was and it was you and the girls and you and the girls were on a lot of the episodes obviously and then there was an issue that came up with the girls school seeing you on the show so talk about that yeah um yeah you know that was such a hard thing i feel like you know you go into something and you don't uh, i mean and i can i don't know i haven't spoke with a lot of people that have done reality television but i can say that you know going into it you do feel like it's like okay you're in a scene kind of atmosphere which is kind of crazy but you're in a scene type of atmosphere so you kind of feel okay with the way you behave and the way that you act and then it can backlash on you and it backlashes on you not just in your personal or in the moment but it also in your personal life and for me that backlashed on me in so many ways have I called wine Jesus juice for years yes I have because that's what you know Jesus turned his first you know his first miracle was turning water into wine. So that's how I called it. I call it Jesus juice. And so the school did not like that. They did not like that. I went to a male establishment and the fact that I had cussed occasionally. And so they released the girls, but I will say, you know, it's fine. I, I get it. If I'm not somebody that represents a establishment to what they expect out of someone, I get that. But to be honest, the only people that they're hurting are my children. And in my opinion, if you are if you are somebody that is that is Christ-like and godly, the first thing that you would do is surround yourself with these children with love and people that you think are the examples that you want them to be. But instead, they thought that we were not accepting to their organization. Yeah. So they not only chose not to be affiliated with us but they also you know they kick my children out and i just think that's the opposite of what true christians do and so brooklyn and brinkley started a different school they did this last year did they enjoy the new school did they like the new school they love the new school okay they love it well, love good. it love it love it yes and they're starting up soon they are yeah how how old are brooklyn and brinkley what grades are um, well brinkley is actually going to be a kindergarten this year so okay. I will probably be crying. (laughs) You know, she's such a little ham. And then Brooklyn is going into the third grade. Into third grade. Okay. Um, The Jesus juice thing obviously is something that um, was your, that was your thing. Like if, 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 if people watched season one, they know that Brandy was the one that it was a lot of you and Stephanie having wine parties, either by yourself, just the Mm -hmm. two of you drinking, uh, out drinking, whatever the case may be. Stephanie Holman obviously is a good friend of yours, and you two are like the BFFs on the show. When talk about your relationship with Stephanie a little bit. When did you guys meet? How long have you known Stephanie, and when did how did all that come about? Stephanie and I have known each other for over ten years, like twelve years. And Brian and Travis became friends. They both officed in the same building together. Okay. When Brian moved to Dallas to be with me because I was Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. So Travis has been a part of our lives for years. Okay. And, uh, you know, and we have, you know, uh, I mean, we do 
everything together. We had our babies together. We go on all of our New Year's trips together. So we, I mean, we essentially have been inseparable for a very long time. And is Stephanie somebody that, like I said, you guys have known each other, got 10, 12 years. Did she, are her kids exact, almost roughly the same age as Brooklyn and Brinkley? That's right. Uh, her oldest and my oldest are, gosh, six months apart. And then the little ones are three months apart. Wow. Did you guys like get yeah. on your schedule together? Like We did. Like, we said, all right, let's. We did, yeah. We basically, oh, you're pregnant? Okay. I'm getting on Yeah, it. I'm getting yeah. Let me get it right on that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I think a lot of people, I, I, I saw the reaction on social media. I've seen the memes out there of you and Stephanie and people just love your guys relationship. Do you think it's funny? Are you flattered by it? Like, I mean, how many people love you and Stephanie and wish they could be like best friends with you guys? Yeah, I think it's, I mean, I mean, I think it is a compliment if you have, I mean, first of all, if you have somebody that you can completely be yourself with and just have a good time, I think it's, you know, it's a no brainer. Yeah. You should be friends with people like that. And okay. So that was season one. Season two, as we know, is starting on Monday. We're not going to get into spoilers or anything like that. Um, I mean, what is there really to spoil? There's no eliminations. There's no roses given out or stuff like that. But one, th- a couple things we can talk about. Number one, Tiffany Hendra is not on this season. Uh, her and Aaron, I guess, decided to pass, which is funny because that one, the time, one of the times I was on Good Morning Texas, Tiffany and Aaron were on it with me, and I, they made me ask her a question, which was kind of weird because I didn't really know her at the time. Um, so Tiffany's not on this season at all. Do they reference her at all, or does she make? Guest appearances? Does she, she show up? She definitely makes guest appearances. Okay. I love I do love Tiffany. Tiffany is such a she is such a beautiful soul. She is somebody that uh, her and Aaron both, they are tremendous people and she really does. I mean, she went through a hard time during season 1. I mean, with the whole, you know, with the adult entertainment thing and oh, yeah. you know, but she is somebody that really she holds her own. And I think that one of the things that's so lovely about her is that she's, she's not backing down who she is. She's owning who she is. And she is somebody that, I mean, she really does look to God to fulfill her. And I think that that's like, she's, I don't know. I just have to say that I admire her and respect her and, and we've missed her this season. So she is not one of the main characters this season, but they added experiences. She, they added two more, so there's going to be a six-person main cast. Tell us about the two girls that we can expect to see this season. There are two new casts. We have uh, Deandra Simmons and Cameron Westcott. Okay, I don't. They don't ring a bell to me. Then again, I'm not part of the Dallas <laughs> no, social scene, you know, so I they both know. are in the Highland Park area, and okay. you know, Deandra is someone that comes from, um, you know. I I didn't know Deandra very well. I knew of her and I'd met her in a few occasions, but I feel like the show kind of forced her to realize who I was, you know, cuz okay. I, <laughs> I had met her several times, but um she is um, you know, she's very involved in philanthropy in the Dallas area and her family, they have she'll tell you that her family has their names on buildings and they're special. <laughs> and Deandra um, Simmons is her name? It's 
DeAndre Simmons. Simmons. Yeah. Who is her husband? Is he a I love big her wig? husband. Her husband is Jeremy Locke, and he is former military, and he's amazing. He's he is so down to earth, and he is. It, you know what? I think that he balances her out. And we'll be seeing a lot of him this season. He'll be on the. Is, does he make I, appearances? Or? He he makes appearances. I don't know how much, but yeah. I know he is present, and he should be very and, present. And then Cameron Westcott. What's uh, her story? Um, Cameron is. Cameron is, you know, she is unlike anybody that I've ever met. Like, uh, you know, she's obsessed with pink. And when I say pink, like she is obsessed with pink. I've never met anybody so obsessed is with Is she pink. like one of those people that at, at every outfit that she wears every day will have some pink in it? Like one of it those? Will. I started to wear pink around her to see if she'd like me better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even lying. I'm like, I wear pink for you. <laughs> Okay, how how old is she? Oh gosh, she's probably I don't know exactly how old she is, but she's uh, but I mean I think I don't know how old she is. She looks young. <laughs> um, who's her husband? Her husband is Court Westcott. Court Westcott. Mm-hmm. If that name doesn't sound like a guy who was born with a silver spoon in his mouth and whose parents lived at a country club and played tennis on the weekends, then I don't know what name could court Westcott. Oh my God. It's about as bougie white as you can get. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, I will say that, you know, I can't wait to watch. This is going to be great. Um, Cameron is Cameron holds her own. I will say Cameron definitely holds her own. She is, she's beautiful. She is, she's smart. Yeah, you. I mean, you you have to watch. Yeah, I'll, and, be, I'll be watching. And she is the one person that can push my buttons, and that's a spoiler. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh so we can expect a little you and Cameron back and forth this year. Yes, okay. but I do, I do love her. Are we gonna have more? Are we gonna have more charity events with big hats this season? I I, I noticed that it seemed like there were so many events last season where you guys had to wear hats that were giant. It was almost like you were all at the Kentucky Derby every time. Like, oh my what? gosh. We, we, we did wear hats during uh, – we did wear hats. Okay. And, uh, at one point, we do. Okay. So there is, an, there is an episode where we have a function where you're all hatted out and in, in giant hats. I thought I might have seen one in the, uh, in the promo for the season. Like in the in the trailer for the season, I you thought saw I remember, it. Remember when I said I'm about to hang out with ridiculous people? Yeah, or and that there was, was I think there was one where you and um, you and Stephanie were sitting there, or was that a was that a clip oh, yes. from season one? No, that, that was, was that was this season. that was this season. Yeah. You and Stephanie are sitting there, and she said people think we're obnoxious, and you said well, we are. Yep, that was it. <laughs> that was this season, was and I think it. you were in hats in that one. Yeah, we were in hats. Yeah. Okay, so. Not giving any spoilers. What can you tell us about this season? What can we expect to see other than, you know, cattiness and, you know, whatever? That yeah, you know what? Offers. And I will, you know, the I think that our, the people that love us and joined us for season one and then they're looking forward to season two, I think that a lot of them have questions about the relationship that Stephanie and I have. Yeah. And I think they're going to be able to actually see – you know, a ending to that. There were so many people reaching out to both of us asking like, what happened? What's going on? And I think that we're able to give, you know, there it's definitely, it's, 
it, it was hard. It was very, very hard for both of us. And I think that we both have grown from what we went through, but I think that it's real and it's, and it hurts and it's, you know, and I think that friends will be able to relate to it because, you know, friends do go through ups and downs and it's just a matter of whether or not you want to move forward or not. Uh, I don't know. And, um, the other, one of the big mouths of season one was Leanne Locken, mm-hmm. who is a, um, I don't even know how to describe her mm-hmm. other than being a, other than being a, a carny, um, <laughs> former carnival her family was in the circus or she traveled with it. What was she, what was, when she keeps, she kept referring to herself as a carny. I, I don't remember what the details were behind it, but what was she saying to that? She used to travel with her family that worked in the carnival. Oh my God. You need to interview her. Cause I don't really understand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't understand it either. I'm like, wait, hold on. Okay. So she, her family was in the carnival. Okay. She was in the carnival. She's a carny kid. So she's just a carny kid. She would travel with them. When you say she was in the carnival, would she like work the rides? Or like she was. I think she did. <laughs> I think she like did. You give her your six tickets said, to go on the tilt a whirl. Well, no, and, and she, she said yes. Lever. She said she owned rides. What the? Okay, all right. Well, that's interesting. I know she. It's owned, so weird she, to think that she owns rides, and I've probably ridden them several times. <laughs> what, what, what's What's funny is when you think of carnies especially the people that work the rides, they usually have 17 teeth and four fingers. And she's, she doesn't seem like, I mean, she's a little bit more, she's a former model. She used to do some modeling, right? Didn't she? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I just don't picture her as a carny. Maybe her family's got less teeth. I don't know. Um, Okay. uh, So for season two about your family, Brian, Brooklyn and Brinkley, we can expect to see them on this season. Brian, Brooklyn, and Brinkley will be on season two. You're going to see a lot of them. Okay, good. Um, do we get do we get a different Brian this time around? Like Brian you was do. Brian was season one. Um, like I said, seemed like he just didn't want to be a part of it. Always seemed annoyed that the cameras were in your house. Um, so we're going to get a different Brian this time around. Like, it's like he knows you're, what you're going to do gonna now. get. The you're going to get the Brian you know. Okay, so good. It's going to be good. That's going to be that's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. Um, so that starts on Monday. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, Brandyland. Tell, um, I know you're starting up and you're selling some new stuff on Take Me to Brand. It's Take Me to Brandyland.com, right? Yes. No, Take yeah. Me to Brandyland, Shop Brandyland.com. But yes, it is, well, uh, you know, everybody knows me as a free spirit and somebody that just, you know, I just want to live in the moment. And our stuff that we are, it's all about, it's being, you can dress it up, dress it down, whatever it may be. But yes, and we have, um, we're, we've put together actually a package online that is a, for your viewing parties. So Ooh. you can get some sippy cup, wine sippy cups and some, so, some that you brought over. <laughs> I have those. Yes. Yes. So yeah, but definitely, you know, shop Brandyland. Shopbrandyland.com. I'm on it right now. Um, your sippy cups, a four pack of wine glasses that have different sayings on them. Mm-hmm. Why not? But first, Jesus juice. Mm-hmm. I don't give a sip. Take me to Brandyland. And then there's these little <laughs> mesh cases. Um, I was going to call them clutches. These aren't clutches, right? Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, a mesh, a mesh tote, a mesh case, yeah. a few mesh cases. Oh, you're sold out of this mesh tote. Um, and I'm wearing shop Brady Lou right now. You're wearing, and we will be posting. This will be the picture on the day I post the uh, um, podcast but, on, yeah. on Thursday. Just- um, we'll be posting that, those pictures. Um, yeah, and so I, I'm on well, shop Brady Lou. What I, else? I don't know, but I would like to say that. I, you know, a lot of people are like, okay, so you're doing something with the housewives, whatever, you know? Um, but I will say that a lot of people don't know because we definitely kept it very hush hush with, um, being on the show, but all of the logistics that go into a network and my husband, his company is Suntex Marinas and he has been, uh, his family has been in the Marina industry for over 25 years over 25 years and my husband alongside some business partners started this company. So their goal is to be the largest Marina operating company. That's like trusted name and brand that you just recognize when you're traveling, uh, whether you're, you know, on the East coast, West coast, you're in the Caribbean, wherever it may be. And so when we were doing this, I just thought like there needs to be a, you know, resort loungewear line that represents not only my husband's company, but something because I'm such a free spirit. So yeah. that's why we did this. And yes, well, I'm actually looking at it now and I'm seeing the top that you're wearing right now in front of me is right here the crochet back top. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Because I remember when I'm watching season one, I remember the whole thing about Brian's job. It was so. You didn't understand it. You didn't. Nobody got it. And I remember. I remember know. the chatter around it like, what does this guy do? Because mm-hmm. they wouldn't get into it. And he would just be like, "All right, I gotta have a business meeting. I'm off." And then he would, and then it would right. just be you and the girls. And we're like, "Yeah, yeah." They, they made yeah. it very confusing. No, for and us. I mean, it's just he. The network has so many, so much going on with all that. So, but yeah, yeah that's what I mean. He's just he's. It's something that he's self made, and he is like very, you know, he wants to protect his brand and his, you know, everything going on with it. So, is it yeah. talked about more this season or no? The- um, he. You know what's crazy about his thing is that he has had so many things like Below Deck films at his marinas. Um, uh, America's Got Talent films at his marinas. Like there's so many other people. But for some reason when it comes to a name and putting a name with it, yeah. it's just more – it's crazy. That's t- This is totally an exclusive, Steve. I know. My gosh. <laughs> Although you did tell me about this a while ago, I've known yeah, about it. Yeah, I know. Suntex Marinas, that's right. I remember, and I remember talking to Brian about it. And I thought it was really, cool. yeah. And there's a boat club, so if you like country clubs but you want boats, you can, you can go do to Suntex. Um, let's see. What else about season two? Can we anything else you want to plug about season two or talk about with season two? Ah, it's so good. I mean, it really is. Is it better good. than season one? It's hands down. We didn't know we were a housewife going into season one. So so when you were filming it, is, you didn't know it was a real Housewives of Dallas show? Like as you were no, filming it? No, we didn't. As oh. a matter of fact, and then when they would say stuff that it was going to be about charity, I kept saying, this is not the show for me. Like I'm going to back out. And yeah, because you don't, you don't do to, charity stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I'm just not that kind of person that I'm not going to. I don't think that you need to brag about the charity work that you do if you're doing charity. It's. You know, it's just something that you do out of the goodness of your heart. And Shots fired at Leanne. Well, I don't need to be on the show to say anything. That's what she does. Like, you know, it's just whatever. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, that's... um, 
It seems like every time that there was a charity event in season one, it's you guys were being invited to something that you know Leanne yeah. was throwing. And I guess I guess Leanne is big in the Dallas charity world. I just I've never been to any of the events, so mm-hmm. I don't know how. But and I she's, didn't see Leanne. You know, we my has one of my husband's business partners. She is so involved in the charity scene that we. Uh, my husband's company is always sponsoring tables and she's been the board and the chair and like the main speaker and all that. And I never saw Leanne before until. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So Uh, (laughs) congratulations, Leanne. Um, I mean, I'm being honest. No, that's fine. It's good to be honest. I'm glad that's, that's why people like you on this show because you are honest and you don't have a filter. Yeah, that's kind of a problem. Yeah, and I'm sure it comes up in season two. I'm sure you have yeah. a filter problems in season two where you say some things that maybe you should take back. I don't know. Yeah, well, <laughs> I guess we'll see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's def- it's you think it's better than season one? It's definitely better than season one. I mean, it's it. it I mean, I, I well, here's something a little tidbit, but. Um, there's not a person on the cast that I don't think that I've fought with. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So you fight with all five of them at some point during this season? Yeah. Possibly not really one, but okay. I'm pretty sure she talked shit about me, so I'm ready for the reunion. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and in season one, you and Stephanie were um, – you and Stephanie never had any fights that I remember. No. So, yeah. So, yeah. oh, this is going to be it's, interesting. It's, it's good. It's good. And I'm I will say that I'm just somebody that, like, I don't, I, like, I don't appreciate lies. I don't appreciate bullshit. And I'm more somebody that's, like, right, like, just say it, get it right. And I will admit when I was, I'm wrong. Yeah. And there, there were definitely moments that we were all at it. And I was, hearing someone say something that they knew that I did. And I'm like, wait, that person did not do it. They were trying to blame them knowing that I was the problem. Oh. You know, and I will call it out and then it doesn't make it. But. Oh, gosh. Well, I'm excited. We're only four days away now from it's this good. thing starting. It Season two. really, really, really good. Season it's really, two really good. of Real Housewives of Dallas. You, I mean, we have it all. Three. We have... We have bling. Bling? <laughs> we have health scares. We have oh, plenty boy. of drama. We have, I mean, we have the beach. Do we have any, oh, do we have any, Um, do we have any uh, strip club visits? <laughs> uh, you know, we do have a little, it's on the teaser. He's, oh, okay. Yeah. We'll have the teaser. Yes. The teaser will be up on the site on uh, the day, you know, yes. the po- podcast goes up. So um, I will put the. Season two teaser up there for anybody that hasn't seen it yet. Looks That's really my... well. They're good. At, they're good at those because they make you think like, oh wow, I can't not miss this. Uh, That's my. That's, that's my right. Favorite. There is a girls' trip this week or this this season. This I remember season, saying there's that. There's a girls' trip, and is I it brought... Mexico or can you, can you say where you guys are going? I want to say it's Mexico or something. I I don't know if I'm allowed to say. All right, I, don't worry about it. You don't have to say it. I mean, but I know there is one because I remember I remember seeing on your social media during filming happening like you showed where you were i think yeah. or you or maybe maybe you didn't give the location but we all saw that you yeah were. we were somewhere tropical yeah and yeah but i love it i love that my friend um it got to make the teaser oh um where is how long for, for people that don't understand the filming process 
when did filming start for season two and when did it how long does filming go for oh gosh we started and gosh um we actually well i had a trip so i did not start i started a little bit later than most of the girls so i started in october and then we went through we actually oh gosh the meat of it and then we just finished like last week Oh my gosh! So it's so it's uh, gosh, that's almost ten months of filming for a whole season. Yeah, but it's and how many episodes do you guys get? As of right now, I'm not sure, but I think it's like twelve. Okay, wow, that's a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm looking forward to it. It's yeah. the only it's the only housewife show I never watched any other season. Um, people that heard my Jenny McCarthy podcast heard me talking about it with her. In that I just don't, I've never gotten into it. Um, but when I saw the Dallas one last season, I'm like, I got to watch this because yeah. it's in my backyard. I've been to some of these places they go to and, you know, I've been to some of these hangouts, might as well watch it. And then funny thing is, you know, three months after I start watching the show, I, I meet you on the plane and, you know, I've <laughs> hung out with you a couple of times since. And the whole thing's been just kind of surreal uh, to be honest with you. Um, but um, before we end this, I do what I call a rapid 10, where I have 10 random questions, and I, I, and I fire them off at you, and you can... These aren't very hard, I don't think. Um, no. Um, <clears throat> they're just... Some are personal, some are show-related. Um, yeah, let's fill up her uh, glass so we can yeah. get <laughs> Refill, please. <laughs> Um, let's, uh, okay. So question number one, I want you to tell us a funny Andy Cohen story. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) Oh God. Oh, one that you won't get in trouble for. (laughs) Well, now I have to tell it. Oh, of course. So should I tell it? Do they know which one you're telling? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So, um, <laughs> so um, you know, th- we come up with taglines for the season, and then the executives, like, they approve them. And it may not be the one exactly that you want, but, <laughs> it, yeah. So, I found out what my tagline was, and <laughs> I did not want that tagline as much as I wanted another one. Okay. So, and I decided I was going to message Andy Cohen about my tagline. Yeah. <laughs> After much vino. And so it was kind of late at night. So here I am like, Oh my gosh, should I pull it up? And so I'm like, um, I'm really sad. You did not pick my tagline that I wanted the most. <laughs> I guess you do not think that my red carpet is red enough. And so now I will pluck my pubes and put them in a baggie. What? And you can tell me if it's like, um, if it is uh, really like, if it's highlighter blonde, if it's like burnt orange or like, what? or just like fire red. And you can tell me what my red carpet looks like. Okay. 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 Goodbye. And. <laughs> <laughs> you sent that text to Andy Cohen? Uh, yeah, I did. And then I, and it was really late at night. And then I'd had a lot of 
Jesus, Jesus. But so then I, um, uh, <laughs> the next morning, Lauren is at my house. She's then from China. And, uh, and I was like, oh my God, I have a message from Andy. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. No, I didn't. Oh my God. I, I sent that. Are right, you? I, and she's like, oh my God, you did send that. You did send that. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. And you know what? He's so cool. He's like, amazing, great season. <laughs> so, okay. So did he get to, so bottom line, you don't have to tell us what the tagline is. Is the one that you wanted going to be the tagline or no? No. Oh. <laughs> I should just tell him the tagline. So the tagline that I wanted was, and it's the one that I made up at the Cowboy game like years ago. Yeah. This ginger is the real deal and I have the red carpet to prove it. Oh. And they wouldn't use that one? No. That one's so good. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. It has the red carpet to prove it. Okay. Um. So at least I got to use it on reality, Steve. So. <laughs> yeah. How about that? An exclusive about Randy's red carpet. All right. <laughs> Question number two. Um, some people might rem- know this or remember it from season one, but you and Brian are not only, I thought it was high school sweethearts. You guys go all the way back to eighth grade. Mm-hmm. You met him in eighth grade. I did. Yes. And Seven you guys have been together though. ever since. Well, yeah. Well, well mm-hmm. essentially. Okay. Essentially. Do you remember? So the question number two is, do you remember the first real date you went on and where was it to? I, oh my gosh, I remember, well, I will tell you this. We were on a boat. Imagine that we're on a boat. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, and it was sunset and we were like, it was at the end of our eighth grade year and he had asked me to go with friends and on, it was like the eighth grade, like fun party trip. And he asked me to go with him. So I went and that was our first kiss and he kissed me like sunset. On the end of the boat. On- <laughs> oh, how about that? Okay, so what was like the first... Okay, that's a good... That, that was actually... That was good because that was like, hey, first kiss with Brian. Yeah. What's like the first date where once he finally got a car, like picked you up and you guys went somewhere? Do you remember? Oh, well, <laughs> his family owned restaurants and so we went to his family restaurant. Okay. That's not very exciting, right? No, but that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> um okay Sorry. all right no that's a, that's okay um uh, question number three what is your favorite i'm like do you want to know the first hotel we were in we stayed in that's kind of what i was <laughs> yeah like huh. when was the first when did you uh yeah i already got in trouble for that once but oh, um okay uh question number three your favorite dallas cowboy cheerleader memory my favorite dallas cowboy cheerleader memory um Oh my God. I I honestly have so many, but I have to say that there's nothing like the adrenaline rush when you perform on the field and it happens over and over and over and over again. So I will say that just performing, just performing. And when they announce you and you go on the field, like it's a pretty cool experience. But I also will say that, um, that is like something like every time I even go to a Cowboys game and they announce the girls and they come out, I still get that rush and I get excited for them because I, I remember that feeling. Yeah. But I, one thing that I will never take for granted, um, is 
being on a USO tour over Christmas and performing to, you know, for the troops. And so this is in the early 2000s you did this? I did this in 2010. Oh, so this was post what, Right, career. when I was an all-star, right. Oh, okay. Wow. So I did the all-stars a few times. So, but, um, so this was, yeah, 2010, um, that, and because my little brother at the time was stationed over in Afghanistan and he was in a small fob, which is a fob is a forward operating base. And, um, the Sergeant major of the army wanted to try to take me to see Michael and it was Christmas and Mm. this, my little brother was there. And so we went to try to see him. And unfortunately he had, they had sent him up into the mountains. So I didn't get to see him. And they were saying that this fob has not been, it has not been under attack. It's like been, cause it was a very new fob. And, um, so don't want to cry about it, but I like, while I was there, I still was meeting troops and wishing them a Merry Christmas and stuff. And we started getting mortars and, Ooh. and bombs and, they think because our black hawks were going in that that happened. Anyway, so I will not take for granted that, you know, just, I think like people don't realize that, you know, I I don't care if you're a celebrity or you're not, but people are fighting for our country and they're constant. Like they, it might be like one day or two minutes that you get to say thank you. But these people are over there for not only like months, but sometimes years at a time. And we take for granted that they are giving up so much for us and fighting for us. And I think that that's one of the things that I learned most about being a cheerleader and just having the opportunity to to try and see my brother and, you know, and people like you showing up for people like that, like it's like literally makes their day because they're just surrounded by. Yeah. The same. They don't get to see people from the States a lot. Yeah. You know, um, when it was like such a hard, I wanted to do it no matter what. And Brooklyn was the baby and I had Lauren helping with her and it was just something that I wanted to do. And, but when I got back, I was like a zombie. So yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> um, okay. Question number four in season one, Leanne made a comment to the effect of it's getting a little Plano up in here. <laughs> you live in Plano. I've lived in Frisco, which borders Plano, ever since I moved here in 06. Coming out, we just passed 11 years that I've been here. Tell us your favorite part of living in Plano. Oh, oh my gosh. Well, (laughs) take a sip first. (laughs) Yeah. You know, we moved to Plano. we, I mean, my husband and I could, we could live anywhere, but my husband is such a smart guy that he, when we got married, which was almost 15 years ago, he said, we're moving to Plano. This area is developing. It's booming. We're going to build a house out there. And that's what we did. And I thought, oh my gosh, he's moving me out to the boonies. And sure enough, like in across the street, you could see from our house, you could see horses and cows and all this stuff. But my husband's like super smart. Like yeah. he he, he like, knew he knew because sure enough, this area is booming. Like this yeah. is amazing. I mean, right now it is one of the 
you know, it's one of the number one places to live and to raise a family. It is also in the top 10 for, if not number one, I think it's number one for self-made millionaires Mm -hmm. in the United States. And people here are just driven and the area is beautiful. And you know what? I, I, I really could give two shits if somebody wants to judge where I live because that's where I live and it's, and I'm happy there and it's home to me. And I don't care where anybody else lives, but if you're going to judge where I live, then you can fuck off. Yeah. Well, when, when Leanne said that, it was kind of weird because Plano is like, if she said like, it's getting a little Tyler up in here, be like, okay, well, it's Tyler, Texas. Um, This is Plano. Like anybody that's been to Plano knows Uh, there's nothing negative. It is. I know, you know, it's funny because I know that she did backtrack and say, that's not what she meant. And you know, the, (laughs) <laughs> the mayor of Plano is actually my neighbor. And so it's funny when she showed up at his door and I'm like, really? She showed up at your office door. <laughs> but, you know, uh, to each their own. And yeah. you you can say whatever you want, but I you can't. And, and that's another thing is what I do not appreciate people doing is that I live in Plano, but you can't say that somebody like if I am the, the main representative of Plano, then uh, honestly, God help us, because yeah. <laughs> we all know that I am, you know, I, yeah. I'm myself and I'm an individual, but I'm not like, I'm not saying I'm not representing. I didn't try out for a beauty pageant to represent Plano. Yeah. I just happened to live in Plano and yeah. be chosen for, I, I was chosen to be on the housewives because of my personality and who I am and my, you know, more so who I am, not because I represent Plano. You represent Plano. Yeah. It's just. Back in the early 2000s, like obviously Plano has been built up, and now Frisco is the new Plano, mm-hmm. and then it'll be, and then McKinney became that, and then it'll be Prosper and Salina will be the new Frisco right. in the next five to ten years. But um, yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, Frisco now is the new, it's the new Plano with everything going up here with Dallas Cowboy headquarters yeah. here, what Jerry is building out there, it's incredible. Like I literally drive by that every day. It's part of my drive every day when I do get out of the house. It's my too. My kids go to school in Frisco. Oh, okay. I have to drive by the facility. And it's weird because I've driven by it every day since since it was all dirt. Are you a member there as well? No. Well, I didn't, you should come with me. I didn't do the... So you guys remember at the Star? You yeah, guys, you should come. I, definitely. We need to do lunch there or something because yeah. I want to see it. I've never even been in. I've never made a left in there. I just drive on Warren every day. And yeah, you I'm come just because I haven't been in there yet either. Oh, I heard. I just um, joined. Heard and it's then great. I'm like, yeah. Okay. Question number uh, five. Oh, did I? Admit, oh, I think I. I think I deleted the question without even asking it. Crap. We're not going to have nine questions. I'll have to think of one off the top of my head. Okay. Question number five. You have daughters, obviously Brooklyn and Brinkley. Was there ever a chance that you weren't going to name your kids something that didn't start with a B? Is that something you you and Brian knew when you guys started planning a family that boy or girl, boy and girl, two boys, two girls, we're, they're going to be a bee so we can continue the bees in our family? Well, the only other name was um, I thought about ni- naming a girl Ireland for Ireland Redmond because I thought that would be cool. Yeah. But. No. <laughs> Brooklyn and Brinkley won out. Brooklyn and Brinkley. Um, okay. Stephanie Holman, we talked about her. Question number six. What is your, you don't seem to be, you guys did a lot of crazy stuff in season one and it just seems like you don't, 
you said, you just don't give a shit and you don't care what people think of what you do. Have you ever had a most embarrassing moment with Stephanie? It doesn't seem like you get embarrassed very often. But either on show or off show that you guys did something where you felt, well, that was kind of embarrassing, what me and Stephanie did or said. Oh. I'm trying to think. I don't get embarrassed very easily. I, I didn't think you did. I just wanted I'm to see to if you did have one. I'm trying to think about Stephanie, though, because, I mean, Stephanie farts a lot, <laughs> but. Yeah, that was a that was the main topic of season one. You're, I mean, like, I mean, I'm not even joking. Stephanie farts so much. It's, I mean, <laughs> she will fart and the whole production crew will have to leave the room. That is unbelievable. She seems so ladylike. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I. Uh, 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 it's Stephanie. weird because, like, I know it makes me fart, and so, like, and it's funny, right, Lauren? Like, I will be like, as soon as Brian goes out of town, I'll be like, "Let's go to Taco Bell." <laughs> like, this is amazing. <laughs> He's gone. I'm gonna have me a bean burrito. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I, I, you know, I'm okay. just being honest with you. No. Question number seven. Um, this is the one that's being thrown in because apparently I deleted one without even realizing it. Um, your, what's your favorite wine? Oh, Cabernet. Cabernet is your favorite wine? Cab. What are we eat? What, what are we eating? What are we drinking here? I didn't even look before you poured it. Oh. What did we, what did we get here, Lauren? This is... Martha, uh, what is this? We're not going to say what it is because we don't know. <laughs> we're drink. Can we go look at that bottle? What is it? <laughs> I don't know. What's the bottle here? Ravage. Ravage. Cabernet Sauvignon, California 2015. That's what we're drinking. Okay. <laughs> I w- well, I was hoping it said Brandeland, but it didn't. <laughs> so okay. I was like, no, we're not saying that. Okay, question number eight. Give us a few... Because you have... Uh, this seems to come up a lot with a lot of my guests... You have great hair. Okay. Oh, I do not in the first episode. Oh. <laughs> oh, you don't? <laughs> I have horrible hair. Okay. But in general, you have great hair and you, you're very well put together with your makeup and all that stuff. So give me like th- your top three can't do without makeup products. Uh, and you gosh. can give out the brand names too if you want to promote I, them too. I, yeah. I... um. Well, I love this is I love to put lemon juice on my face and clean my face. No joke. Lemon juice? Yes. Lemon juice on my face and clean it. Um it is I mean if you think about it there are like lemon juice is or lemon is in a lot of a lot of cleaning products yeah. and it's a natural um anti-inflammatory and it also fights bacteria. So I have bottles of lemon juice and then I just put it on a on a loofah and then yeah I just clean my face and it also it helps with like aging and skin spots so that's one and it's it's cheap okay so there you go that's one and then I love the sugar scrub um the sugar scrub on your lips because it's a natural like um Sugar scrub is what it's called? Well, hold on. Let me pull it out for you. <clears throat> well, yeah, so. 
But it's it's by Fresh and it's sugar lip treatment perfecting wine. But look, it has these little bumps on it. Like that sounds gross, but bumps like oh. and it and it naturally exfoliates your lips. Oh, that's so a they, lip exfoliator. Yeah, I thought it was a, just a gloss so that you good. were putting on. And people probably want this for the winter because it's so oh, good. I thought it was just a gloss because now your lips are mm. very shiny. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, sugar lip of. treatment perfecting wand. I got this as a sample, not this one. I got it as a sample at Sephora, and then I was addicted. Okay. So yeah. And one more product. We'll do three. Um. That you cannot go without on a daily basis. I cannot go without. Um. Concealer. Foundation. Uh, <laughs> Just throwing stuff out that I, <laughs> I don't know what this shit is. <laughs> He's like, what is it? What is it? I just it? know we that women wear concealer it. and foundation, but I couldn't tell you what it, uh, yeah. the best kinds are. No, um, I actually, I mean, I like, uh, you know what? I always think it's good to like take care of your skin. So I'm not like, I try any type of like, stuff that'll go on your face for to try to make you look pretty but nighttime is like my thing where so i do the lemon thing and i do love the exfoliating stuff and then i have a night serum that goes on oh a night serum okay yes uh question number nine what is your worst habit my worst habit is farting no (laughs) (laughs) not not really (laughs) That's not really. That's Stephanie's worst habit. That's Stephanie's worst habit. But um, I don't know. What is it? What would Brian's, if I were to ask Brian, what's Brandy's worst habit or what habit of hers drives you nuts? What would he say? He would say that I say I'm going to do something and then I procrastinate. Okay. So procrastination could be a worst habit. Yeah. Okay. All right. Question number 10 is something called explain your tweet where I go through your Twitter account and I find a tweet that you said and just have you explain it. Uh, a lot of your tweets are promoting the show and retweets of, of whatever, but I did find one from earlier this year, a few months ago. And it's nothing you really, it's just a funny, it's actually a funny story. I want to hear the story and what happened on April 26th. You tweeted, this is Brinkley talking mom. I put pancakes on the wall and quote, yummy, but no, those are nipple covers, my friends. And you had the picture of your nipple covers, which Brinkley thought were pancakes. <laughs> did she actually try and eat them? Did she ever try? Like, did she think that they were, obviously she thought they were pancakes, but did you try and actually eat them? Uh, she did not try to eat them. Okay. But I'm little girls, they're always in your stuff. They're oh, yeah. always in your stuff. And I, I have like a little drawer of... Pasties. Nipple covers, yes, yes, yes. And she got into them, and then decided to stick them on the walls. And she said, "Look, I'm making pancakes." And I'm, <laughs> you know, no, yeah, not not pancakes, frankly. They're not. At least she didn't try and eat them. She's uh, only five. Okay, well, you never know. <laughs> five year olds put a lot of stuff in their mouth. It was. It was. Yeah. <laughs> it was cute though. It was the picture, cute. yeah. It's April. If you want to go back to your Instagram, it's April twenty sixth. <laughs> For people that want to look at your pasties. Did you go back and watch her? I was showing them earlier. Did you go back and see Brinkley calling me out on, you don't wear panties, you don't wear bras. Wait a second. Wait a second. (laughs) I was showing them today. I was like, look at this. Oh, my God. When did she say, was this long ago? This was 
I just had it pulled up. It was on Instagram. What date was that? Do we have a date on that? So I know where it is. You want me to send it to you? I'll just find it. How long ago was it? Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, June 29th of 2016. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, that's going to yeah. be way down. Okay. I'll, I'll look for it. Not Just not now. Um, it's so funny. <laughs> She doesn't. Okay. So I don't she, wear bras. She doesn't panties. think you wear bra or panties. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Oh well, that was um, that was an hour and a half. Do you realize that? No. No, that was an hour and a half of goodness. You're have to cut it down. Yeah. No, I'm not cutting it down. Anything. This is this isn't reality TV. This is I hit I hit record, and then I hit stop, and I just post it. I don't re- edit anything. Oh really? Oh yeah. I don't edit anything. Oh. I just keep it all on there. The only the only thing I would edit out if there was like a major sound malfunction or something like that, or something got cut, or you know whatever. That's the only thing I'll ever edit out. But I don't. I, yeah, I don't. It would take me forever to edit these down, so I just let it go. So You're just like let it go. Yeah. Um. So that's been uh that's been podcast number thirty eight. Um, Brandy, not only the first. I mean, unless. Fucking Sean Lowe comes on this show. I don't know who else from Dallas is going to end up being on the podcast that is going to sit in my living room. So you are the first and probably last guest to appear live in person. So thank you very much for coming on podcast number 38. Yeah. No, I'll come back. I'll bring yeah. Stephanie. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. Maybe we'll do it. Uh, maybe we'll do both of you at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> It sounded awful, <laughs> um, but yeah, but um, yeah, we can bring Stephanie back and we can have her on. Maybe bring in Leanne because she's a great friend of yours. You yeah. know, whatever. Um, yeah, totally. We can bring on DeAndre Simmons or Deandra. What's her name? Deandra. And then who? Cameron. Cameron, Cameron Westcott. What's oh, what's her court? Court, court Westcott. Yes. Um. And then Carrie Duber. I mean, gosh, we can just roll them all through here. Yeah, I can. Anyway, thank you very much for doing this. I really appreciate it. That was a lot of fun. Um, I'm sure the listeners are going to enjoy this. It um, So uh, congratulations on season two. We're all looking thank forward to season two this Monday, um, August 14th on Bravo. Your website is... Shop Brandyland. Shopbrandyland.com. They can follow me. Follow you on Instagram at Brandy Redmond. Twitter is at Brandy Redmond as well. You have a website, brandyredmond.com, which is also out there. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff. You can't miss it. Um, your 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 Instagrams are quite humorous at times. Oh, and you do have Snapchat too. I have Snapchat. I don't get on there very much, but I'm actually not. What's your I'm, snap? I'm so bad. It's just Brandy Redman. Okay. I know I've seen your snaps. I'm before. like really bad at social media. Oh, don't worry about it. No, you've got plenty on. I mean, gosh, 
you got plenty on here. Anyway, thanks again. Thanks to all you who listened. Uh, thank, thank you God. to Brandy. Thank you to sister-in-law Lauren, her friend Martha. Thank you for coming, you. filling up Brandy's glass during the interview. <laughs> and uh, thank you to everyone listening again. And we will be back next week with podcast number 39. So thank you very much for tuning in. And we'll talk to you next week. See you.